0: It must be zamsos growing in your yard, garden, or oh barn. You've done
1: How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm really excited to be here today, getting a chance to talk to you on this beautiful Saturday. The smoke's cleared out, the, uh, the sun's out, there's some cloud cover, we're expecting rain, and Gary Yandel is in studio with us from our Milton store. Gary, thank you for coming in today. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out to come hang out with me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Gary is my go-to guy whenever it comes to uh, like fruit trees and berries and grapes, and I think he's always going to be a leg up on me. No matter how much he teaches me, he's always ahead of me on that stuff. So, uh, But also, Gary's really knowledgeable about a lot of other things, so if you've got questions today, uh, today's a great day to ask about some of those things. And we've got a few things to talk about. But if you want to give us a call, do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So as I was mentioning, we've got some rain in the forecast today. Gary, how excited are you to have a little bit of rain?
2: Excited. It's been a long time. (laughs) It has been a long
1: time. I almost (laughs) forgot what a rain looks like, and I really hope it happens. I hope the weathermen are correct today. Um, and we get a, a fair amount of rain because I think the valley needs it. I think our lawns need it, our plants need it. I think getting a he- break from that heat and having, you know, not the coolest temperatures, but cooler temperatures cooler, yeah. for a few days is uh, just a, a nice relief, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I am I hope the, the lightning storms don't cause any new fires. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, the rain just helps put out the others. But it's nice to see some blue sky today and uh, a little bit of cloud cover and uh i'm 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 ready i'm I'm excited for that rain so uh, i'm probably gonna just go outside and stand in it stand in (laughs) it just to take it in for a little bit uh so uh we have that going i think it's going to be a it's going to do a lot of good for plants in general in the valley i think it's going to help a lot so especially folks that have been having some issues and there's been a lot of them this year you know i there's a lot of them every year. But this year, I think that heat has just kind of compounded on it. And not only do we have, you know, the bugs and the diseases and the things that we typically deal with, but we're dealing with, you know, that heat stress on top of that. So it's it feels like it's more like there's more stuff kind of struggling this year do you get that impression over at middleton or does it seem kind of the same old same old for you
2: no it's definitely different this year uh that heat came on so much earlier than it normally does right and yeah like you say it stresses a lot of plants out a lot of garden plants are stressed not performing well right people planting new trees and shrubs that are seeing issues there
1: yeah right and there's and there's a lot of them we're gonna get into some of those i want to first talk about um get into this um i did a video for our youtube account uh, a couple weeks ago where i used uh the siphon that we have to apply thrive to a lawn um it was it was my lawn i'll just put it out there <laughs> <laughs> but uh applying thrive to a lawn and uh you know I it was actually the first time I'd ever done it. Um I know like uh Chris Owings was always like, "Oh yeah, that's you know do that. I know Art Gregory uh uh does that as well, you know, oh, yeah. kind of religiously puts Thrive on his lawn. He even does it a couple times a year." And I always it was like, "Yeah, I'm sure it's great." Um but this year I did it and um I was so kind of blown away with how good it actually is. It it is incredible what Thrive will do to your lawn. And uh, I actually have been able to reduce my watering just a bit and it's green, but it's not growing like crazy and it just, it looks fantastic. And so if you've never done it, if you're wanting something like that, especially if you've got, you know, some spots that have been struggling, you know, you've got like those hard spots in the soil, um, or if you had bugs and you had to treat for it, um, thrive going to be a great way to apply that to the lawn and help those spots recover a lot faster and there might still be some spots that you got to reseed but anything that's still got a little bit of life in it that thrives going to just punch them right back into shape so we do have right now when you buy a two and a half gallon or a five gallon, uh, bucket of thrive, we've got, uh, we're going to give you a free siphon, I believe. Right, Gary, yes, that's, that's, we've got that going until the 12th, I think. Yes. Um, and you know, what's great about the siphon is, you know, while you're doing your lawn, you can throw it on any plants that you, you know, have around the edges, uh, of the, uh, of the lawn and apply it to the trees while you're doing it. And, uh, all those plants are going to benefit from it. How often do you use thrive out in your place, Gary?
2: Um, thrive gets on my caneberries and my fruit trees about three times a year.
1: Really? Three times a year? Do you, are you a a bucket guy or do you, have you ever used the siphon? I've
2: got the siphon, Nolan. I've got too much land to take (laughs) care of. I was going to (laughs) say,
1: I know you've got some areas. It's a
2: huge work saver.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The siphon is, is it's really, and it's really easy too. the video really shows you how to do it. Um, and it's, it's pretty simple. Um, and you can even do it with some certain sprinklers will allow you to use it. So if you wanted to use something like a sprinkler to apply it, you got to use a really kind of specific one. You're not going to be able to use it with like a, a ratchet sprinkler, or, you know, something that's backing off that pressure, causing a lot of pressure to back up. So but there are some ways to do it, some creative ways. Personally, I like to just, you know, I've just I guess I have used the siphon. I've used it um, when I was at like Chinden. And I had to, we would thrive like the trees and stuff, Uh, Yes. you know, I would use it there because it just works so much better and helps the trees out a ton. But uh, certainly something to think about. The Thrive uh, is great for everything, especially if you're having some issues like a lot of people are this year. So consider that you get the free siphon. We'll show you how to use it. And uh, and it's awesome. So so consider that uh, right now. Good sale going on through the 12th, I
2: believe. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what else, uh, what, what's probably, some, what are some of the biggest things you're seeing over at the Middleton store this year, Gary? What's, what's been coming in the last few weeks? A lot of lawn
2: issues. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's across the whole valley. Yeah. Uh, a lot of drought stress. Um, just not enough water, and sometimes it's not, it's not that they're not putting down enough water, it's just the water's not going into the soil. It's right. It's just
1: running off. And I see, yeah, I've, I've encountered a lot of that as well. And I'm, I'm actually kind of, you know, these things always kind of make me think, you know, when I see something that's like this consistent issue, uh, I try to think of why is it different this year? And I think this year, you know, just with so many new houses going in so much new development, there's a whole bunch of people that are dealing with, uh, you know, a new situation that we haven't, that they haven't dealt with before and they haven't seen before and and there's a lot of that, a lot more of that, I think, this year than there has been in the past, uh, because you know th- there was always you know people that would come in and say, you know the, you know I've got a hard spot or you know the water's right. running off and but this year, man, it just feels like it's more and more, and I'm glad that they're they're asking the questions and seeing that stuff because and I think with the just the, the water being such a hot topic. Pardon the the bad pun, but <laughs> this year, um I think it's just on everybody everybody's mind. Which I think is Agreed, good. Yeah. I think we do need to be just, you know, keenly aware of that resource and how we can be better about using it. So that's something that's just been on my mind constantly. And I'm sure everybody listening is tired of hearing me talk about water, but uh, I feel like it's an important one to talk about. So, hey, if you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm here with Gary Yandel of our Middleton store. And uh, we've got a few things to talk about. But if you have questions about uh, you know, your trees, your shrubs, your lawn, uh, particularly uh, while Gary's here, ask about your grapes and your berries and uh, all that's your fruit trees because Gary is very knowledgeable about those things along with a bunch of others. So give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI.
0: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI.
3: Hi this is Joss Sanzo and during this extreme hot weather your lawn and plants could use a boost. At Samzo's, we have just what you need to make your lawn and plants really thrive. In fact that's the name of the product Zamzo's Thrive. You see Zamzo's Thrive was invented by my dad Jim Zamzo to be more than a liquid fertilizer. Thrive improves the soil with natural ingredients that are then stored in the soil for whenever the plants need them. And with our exclusive siphon injector, Thrive is easy to apply using your garden hose. Just hook one end up to your faucet and let the magic begin. And while supplies last, you can get the Zamzo siphon injector for free with the purchase of a two and a half gallon container of Thrive or a five gallon bucket of Thrive. So if your lawn garden and plants are looking like they could use a boost, apply some Zamzo Thrive using our convenient siphon injector. It's free with the purchase of two and a half gallons or more of Thrive, but only for a limited
0: time at all 13 ZAMZOs.
4: Nobody knows like ZAMZOs.
0: News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI.
1: All right, we are back for part two of the ZAMZOs Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Gary Yandel. From our Middleton location. And uh, if you've got questions about your lawn, your garden, your, your trees, shrubs, fruit trees, your berries, whatever, uh, give us a call, 208 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOY. We do have a call from Jamie in McDermott. Jamie, where's McDermott at? Gary tells me it's in Nevada. Is that true?
5: <laughs> it's right on the border between Oregon and Nevada. Oh, if you're fantastic. driving down the. Reno, you'll hit it on 95.
1: Okay, gotcha. I think you're my first Nevada call, so I appreciate you uh, <laughs> calling in.
5: Well, I'm in Oregon, but KBOI oh, gotcha. comes out here. Cool. So. I have a question for you guys. I'm a couple thousand feet higher than you are, yeah. and we're, of course, drier and hotter and colder, I think, but I have a good spot. I'd love to put some table grapes, and I'm also mm. curious if there are any varietals of olives that can be grown. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so I'll hang up cause I'm on my cell phone, but I'd sure. love to hear your answers.
1: Yeah, you Thank bet. You. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the go. call, Jamie. Appreciate that yep. very much. Bye. Okay. Um, so olives I'm not sure about, I, you know, I've, I feel like I've had a few questions over the years about olives and I haven't been able to find anything that does well. And I think, you know, when you think about where olives really grow, um, the most I, I think of Italy. Right. Um, and they, I think they, they need more of kind of a mild, uh, consistent climate, uh, than we can really provide here. I know we're on a, we're, well, I think we're probably a little bit nor, more cause I, I'm always trying to remember like we're on a similar parallel to like France, I think. Yes. So we're higher parallel than Italy would be. So I don't, I don't know that they have a hardy enough variety to handle the cold temperatures. The cold, yeah, and yeah. So I mean, one day maybe when they <laughs> can make a cold hardy olive, I'm sure my wife would love it uh, because she really loves olives. If if that wasn't apparent. But what about the <laughs> grapes, Gary? What do you? How do you? How do you feel about grapes up uh, about a thousand feet higher than we are right now?
2: she should be able to do concords okay um yeah they're down you yeah, know they can take a lot of cold there'll be some other table grapes that'll be able to do that mm-hmm. um right now i can't think of what they are yeah um but yeah at that altitude she's gonna be limited somewhat
1: yeah i think you know concord's a great one to start with especially you know very a, easy yeah, yeah it's a it's a good standard grape now the biggest trouble with Grapes is finding them because if she's I don't know what the rules are for are in Nevada, uh, but here in Idaho, they are very strict rules about um grapes and it's hard to get them. Right. Um, you know, we we try all the time, every year we're trying to get grapes to sell, and it's it's just like garlic in the potatoes. Um it's gotta be grown in Idaho for us to sell it in Idaho. So the rules maybe different in Nevada. I don't know what those those rules are. Um but if you can find it and especially if you can find a friend who has them uh and do a cutting. I mean that's a really easy way to propagate them. They're not difficult to propagate. Not at all. Yeah. Um uh, what to, what do you usually do to uh, propagate? What's your kind of favorite method for grapes?
2: Yeah, just take a cutting uh, yeah. towards the end of the season um and what i do is just bury that or you know mm. keep it moist and then yeah. next spring yeah I'll put it in some uh moist sand potting soil whatever yeah a uh, little dip in rooting hormone and and keep it moist and right. they'll you know, most of the time they root grapes, grapes are easy
1: yeah when i had uh when i was in school our teacher one of our um identifying teachers uh plant id uh professors would uh she had a small nursery that she ran and she would actually just take a vine and lay it on the ground oh layer yeah, yeah and layer it yeah. put a little rock on top of it and then like the next you know later in the year she could just cut off the vine and she had a new grape to plant yep. done that very now, yeah. yeah very easy to do very so that's easy. that's a good way to do it. if you can find someone who's got one you know it's a good established vine go go that direction um if you can't find it i mean you know do either one <laughs> Yeah, do both. Uh, but I know they can sometimes be hard to find and that's, that's kind of the biggest challenge there. So thanks for that call, Jamie. I appreciate it. I hope that helps. And, uh, I will keep, uh, an eye out for, uh, an olive, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, because I'm sure there are, you're not the only one who would like to have it, but you know, someday we'll get there. I, I did a long call for a lady who did, had a banana, um, in her backyard and she'd had it for, I think she said five or six years. Um, And she would cut it down to the ground and put a bunch of mulch around it. Uh, And then it would, it just kept surviving and it would come back up. It was about eight feet tall uh, when I was there. And she said, yep, it just comes back every year. It never produces bananas, um, but it just keeps coming back. So it's possible. There are plants out there that we don't think can grow here. If you do the right things, you can get it to work.
2: I, I got figs.
1: Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had no idea you had those. That's awesome. Yeah. And you get you harvest off of them. And everything? I get
2: fixed in September. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Incredible. All right. Uh, let's uh, not keep Dave waiting any longer. Dave, how's it going? How can we help you today?
4: Uh, yes, uh, I got a couple of questions. One, so my wife's got some uh, uh, potted plants that like in five, their five-gallon pots, like geraniums and such. How's the best? She can't get them to bloom. Mm. Is there any, can you use Thrive Bloom on those and would that help
1: Thrive Bloom would certainly be a place to start the other thing um, I would be maybe leery of is if you've got some um, budworms uh, you could certainly have some budworms there uh, a little moth that lays eggs and turns into a little teeny little caterpillar. And those guys, they eat, as the uh, the blooms are there, they actually will eat the center of the bloom out before it fully blooms, so they'll actually kill it before it blooms. So you might need to do, um, what's your go-to for budworms, Gary?
2: I like using the Z1. One.
1: Z1, one? Yeah. okay. It, it- you know, no arguments,
2: line. takes care of the problem.
1: Yeah, so using some of that Z1 on them just to take care of any potential budworms and then using that Thrive Bloom should get them to uh, come back. we got plenty of time to get more blooms off those geraniums oh, yeah. for sure.
4: Okay, okay. other question was on, I've uh, got a couple of acres, two and a half acres, and most of it's in alfalfa, some of it's in weeds. I try to keep it mowed down, Yeah, but I don't have any animals on it other than the dogs but goatheads mm. but kill, they're just going wild this year and I don't know if I'm able to go I'd like to just be able to chop them out but there's so many of them I was thinking about trying to spray them is there a spray that kills them and
1: uh yeah I mean really any herbicide will do it um you know if you've got you know something like uh I I I want something when it comes to goatheads I want something fast um so I try to look for the fastest burn um I've found that to usually be ultra um okay. or some of the organics uh actually burnt the yeah. foliage off yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um okay. you tend to have to use more of that. I like I my kind of go to is Ultra. Um Okay.
4: C- can you do you can you use that in streaming hot weather or, I mean if you put it on I guess early morning
1: or yeah. yeah. The rule of thumb is don't spray when it's hot. So you can spray in the morning before it gets, uh, i i typically say 85. I think the label might be a little bit different, but I like to say 85 is kind of a good temperature, like the cutoff point. Um, when it's, you can spray when it's below that. It doesn't matter if you spray before that and then it gets up to 85. It's just while you're spraying, you don't want it to be above that temperature. Um, okay. But other than that, yes, you can do it. And that Zamzo's Ultra, um, when it ha- when it's warm, actually it burns that foliage. Um, you'll see them where you started burning before you're done. Uh, okay. So good. And then, go. and, and then <laughs> if you can um, get some irrigate it. I mean, I know water is a big issue. So if you're not growing anything on it, that might be you know a difficult proposition. Uh, but irrigation is a good way, or even okay. just a, just another planting. You know, more alfalfa in it if you can, or something, uh, okay. just to have that competition because goatheads hate competition. Yeah. They don't like water. Um, okay. and
2: they don't do well against any other plant. Yeah,
1: yeah. so just even yeah, just even more of that alfalfa that's not going to require too much water. Um, okay, could help a ton.
4: Okay, good enough. All right, All right I'll try the try the ultra first and. Go from, go from there. Yeah.
1: Very good. All right. Thanks for the call, Thank Dave. You. Appreciate it. Thank good you. luck with the uh, geraniums. I hope they start blooming for you. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, we're going to go to a quick break, but you can give us a call at 208-336-3700 or one 800 529 kby This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and we'll be right back. The Zamzo's
0: Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI.
6: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and if you're new to the Treasure Valley, you've been hearing about Zamzo's Humigreen and that now's the time to apply it. But some of you may not know exactly what Humigreen is. Well, Zamzo's Humigreen is not a fertilizer. It's a unique, biologically correct product invented by my dad, Jim Zamzo, to improve the soil. You see, we live in the high desert, where the soil is designed to grow sagebrush, not turf grass. But Humigreen contains rich dark humus, which adds carbon to the soil, so it holds more moisture. Plus, it's loaded with vital trace minerals, which are missing from our soil. So when you apply Zamzo's Humigreen, your lawn turns a deep dark green uses less water and is healthy and well nourished even in the heat of summer and you can apply Humigreen as step three of our Zamzos lawn program or one bag at a time and apply it as often as you want so come pick up some Zamzos Humigreen and apply it to your lawn now it's time and use less water and get more green.
4: Nobody knows like Zamzos.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios we are our news talk
1: all right we are back for part three of the zamzo's garden show i am your host nolan guthrie with me today is gary yandel of our middleton location who was just telling me that he uh he has a no, a couple of vintages from his uh, grapes and uh <laughs> was getting a little jealous there so pretty excited that's awesome uh great great hobby you know uh just to be able to do that yeah, it's fantastic so uh hey if you want to be a part of the show if you'd like to give us a call you have some questions about your lawn your garden your tree shrubs grapes raspberries berries give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY we have had some great questions today already uh, about some budworms had a, i haven't heard a lot about budworms this year i'm sure they're out there um you oh, know yeah. they are they're always out there they never they didn't go away um, we can't convince those bugs to take a vacation. Uh well, I guess we can. It's called winter, right? There you go. <laughs> they take a they take vacation in winter. But uh but there's a lot of stuff going on. I know a lot of people are having struggles with a lot of things. This was one that came up uh earlier this week uh for me on the our Facebook group. Uh actually, it might have been the week before, but uh trees suddenly just dropping leaves. Just boom, a whole bunch of leaves falling off the trees, and um it's something that really can freak a lot of people out. I mean, I would be freaked out if I wasn't you know aware of what was going on, I would absolutely freak out you know if all of a sudden, my you know big old tree just dropped a lot of leaves, and I'm picking them up like it's fall uh but um, it's not necessarily gonna be a bad situation sometimes it's pretty normal and natural for a lot of trees. To drop leaves in the summer in the heat of summer because it's they're stressed out there and and really what it is is a conservation mechanism they're conserving energy through a stressful time of year conserving how much water is being lost through those leaves especially those leaves that aren't producing energy for them so i think what's the biggest culprit for that one do you typically see gary
2: seen a lot of people come in with willows. Yeah. Just dropping leaves like like you said like it's fall time. Yeah. Um threw, uh, a few of the birch trees are doing this too. Right. Just yeah, you know, they're like you said you are dropping the leaves trying to conserve water.
1: Yeah. I think those are probably the two that I see the most of, you know, yeah. every now and then you'll see a few leaves drop here and there. Um but I think the willows are just so um they're so drastic, right? You know, they're so like, you know, just, you want to just tell it, like, just calm down, buddy. It's not that bad. But they, you know, they just drop a lot of leaves because they do take in a lot of water. They produce a lot of leaves as well, a yes. lot of small leaves, and they have a ton of them. And what you got to remember is all those leaves are, uh, they're little factories, right? All the leaves, a little, each leaf's a factory that's producing energy. It's grabbing light. It's using all the stuff, the new fertilizers and things that it's getting out of the soil. And it's using all those things and water to produce energy for the tree so it can grow and store that energy in its roots for the following year. Once that leaf doesn't have enough sunlight, that factory's uh, ability to produce that energy declines pretty rapidly. And so if it's just a draw on the system, it's just losing water and it's not producing enough trees are you know intelligent enough i don't know if intelligence the right word but i'll call it intelligence i think it's it's an intelligent design at least yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and uh they'll drop those leaves because they're not producing they're not pulling their weight anymore so it's they're going to cut their losses drop those leaves and focus on what is still producing a lot for the tree. Um, and I see, you know, I'll even see these in, uh, somebody, uh, posted a picture, I think of a peach that was losing some leaves. And my first question is always, how old is it? Um, because I, you know, new plantings, I think have had a a rough time this year, uh, with the heat that we've been experiencing. So that's something to just remember if you've got a new plant, something you put in this year, very, you know, in certain cases, you probably, even if you did everything right, you know, you planted it perfectly and it's in the right spot for normal years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, it could uh, certainly experience some uh, stress that it probably won't in next year. So they just need that time to recover. And 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 get through that that period. But uh, Gary, what do you typically have? What's kind of your go-to like stress relief, or you know what what do you recommend a lot for people that are seeing some of those stress situations with when it comes to this heat?
2: Well, we've already talked about it. Uh, <laughs> Thrive.
1: I, I I was hoping you had another one too. I I really do. Yeah, Thrive it, is fantastic.
2: It's a fantastic product. Uh, gives the plant everything it needs in the right amount. It needs it. And so yeah, I always tell my customers, you know, what to expect, but I also tell them, you know, thrive doesn't bring it back. It was dead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I always always think sometimes trees don't know they're dead yet. <laughs> you know, they're yep. still doing stuff, but uh, you know, at, at some point, you know, like I always think of like Christmas trees, you yes. know. Christmas trees don't know they're dead, right? They still, you put them in water and they'll, they'll stay green. They're still transpiring. They're still doing all that stuff. They don't, they don't know that they just got their head cut off, Um, which is a real morbid way to think about Christmas trees. And I apologize for that, especially if there's a, kids listening. I'm yeah. really sorry. <laughs> I hope I didn't ruin anything. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give me a call. Give us a call. 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-KBOI. We've been talking a lot about heat stress. We've been talking about some bugs. Had a really interesting question about whether or not we could grow olives around here, which uh, I know my wife probably wishes we could. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people wish that they could grow olives. I am not an olive. You like olives?
2: Occasionally.
1: Occasionally, you know, I like it if there's like a bunch of pepperoni and sausage and tomato sauce around them, but. Uh, you know, if it's not on a pizza, I'm not usually going for it. So. Uh, one day I'll probably get back to it, but, uh, you know, I've, I've expanded my palate quite a bit over the last few years and olives is one that hasn't really made it back into the list. Someday I'll, I'll, I'll give them a try again. So, uh, what are some of the things you're seeing with like, uh, you know, tomatoes and peppers and, in other things in the garden? Are you noticing any, uh, are people coming in with certain problems in those, those areas lately?
2: Tomatoes, especially. A lot of people coming in saying, hey, tomato plants growing well enough, and yet there's no fruit on it. Blossoms are falling off. Um, And this, again, this is the heat. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand a tomato plant likes warmth. Right. We're talking about 85 degrees is their sweet spot. Yeah. Above 90, they go into survival mode. Right. And so the plant is no longer concerned about setting fruit it's just trying to stay alive right and so yeah you're gonna lose the blossoms you're gonna lose maybe lose the fruit Mm -hmm. um and you know just try to keep the plant going water it yeah and i think over water but right uh, i think
1: that's probably one of the most important things like keep going don't give up on it because the temperatures will cool and they will get a chance to still set fruit yes um have you ever used the blossom set spray on them
2: I have not personally, but I do recommend it. I've got a lot of testimonies that it does work.
1: Yeah. I thought for years, I thought it was just snake oil. Like, you know, when I was first with Zamzos, I was like, there's no way that does anything. But then one year I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a try. And I was surprised. I mean, no, it didn't matter what I, you know, I was having a, uh, not having sets, they weren't setting. And I went ahead and put it on there and, uh, I was, I was just blown away at how well it actually did work. Now, um, it's not always going to be the case. I don't think you're going to get everything, but if you can, you know, get some of that stuff set even while it's hot, um, that's, that's a win. So it's certainly worth a try. The other thing I've noticed is a lot of people asking about, you know, they've, they have some set, they have some tomatoes, uh but they haven't ripened up yet right. and i think the there's uh an interesting kind of situation happening with a lot of those tomatoes cuz you know your early tomatoes you know like your early girls your um 4th of July's, uh romas uh even and i probably probably don't have as much of an issue with like cherries but you cherries might, are doing fine yeah. yeah uh but any of those you know medium sized fruit um that are early you know like your 60 day uh to harvest um, they never got a chance to really set fruit because it got so hot so early uh, they it just kind of skipped that spring so anybody that you know just planted those probably didn't get a whole lot of harvest off those early those early ones now that's not to say you keep them going they're probably going to produce into fall yes um, you're, you're probably going to get some tomatoes later Uh, But some folks planted, uh, you know, larger tomatoes like your beef steaks, your mortgage lifters, some of those longer harvest times, 85, 90 plus days. And if you even if you planted, uh, you know, if you planted even at last frost, those guys are only just now getting to where they should be starting to harvest. So I think the heat has slowed them down some. Uh, But you're still uh, at that time where I think we're, which is strange to think that we're only actually about. May, June, July, yeah you know, we're only thirty six ninety days from last, uh, from last frost. And so some of those long producers, uh, are only just getting to the time where you'd actually be getting close to starting to think about harvest, uh, even particularly like your, uh, your peppers too. So, um, it looks like we do have a phone call. Let's go ahead and talk to Doug here before we go to break. Uh, Doug, how's it going? How can I help you today?
7: Um, I got a weird question about all of Trees. How tall or how short can you grow an olive tree? I was thinking maybe a person can put build a um, hot around it.
1: <laughs> um, you know, it I I guess you could. I don't know why you people. couldn't. I mean, I don't know how many. You know, there's probably a pollinator element to olives as well that I not aware of. I man, I feel like olives need to have multiple trees. I don't know why i think that i feel like i've Hmm. read that olives uh have a pollination element where there needs to be multiple trees um but you know i've just never really looked into it a whole lot i'm sure if you you know like if you looked at some of those big greenhouses out off of Chindon and something i'll bet they could probably get an olive grove if some of those uh you know those those labs that you know uh plant things to see, you know, or changing, you know, doing stuff with those crops. If they could get it to go, um, I don't know if that means we anybody else could. (laughs) They've got some serious equipment out there. You know what that Syngenta, I think it's called, out there on Chinden? They have some big greenhouses out there, and they do some Hmm. interesting things. But, yeah, I don't know. You know, it'd be be interesting. Um, There's probably a lot more into it than... You could probably just do in a hothouse, but uh, you never know. Thanks for the call, Doug. we got to go to a quick break. We're going to be back for one more segment here in the Zamzos Garden Show. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI.
0: The Zamzos Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI.
3: Hi, this is Joss Zamzo here with my good friend, April. And April, I hear you're having some real problems in your lawn and garden.
6: Yes, Joss. I have these brown spots in my lawn that won't green up. And I have these weird weeds in my lawn, especially near the sidewalk. Oh, and these ugly strands of bright green grass. Hey,
3: slow down, April. Sounds like you may have insects or disease in your lawn. And Zamzos can definitely help with that.
6: Yes, but I also have earwigs eating everything in my garden. Oh, and some of my tomatoes have these hellacious black spots at the bottom. It looks like they're rotting. It
3: sounds like you may have some blossom end rot. But Zamzos can help you with that, too.
6: Oh, and the wasps and yellow jackets. And we have flies everywhere. And what about those little white gnats? April, take a
3: deep breath. You have what some people call a hot mess. But the good news is Zamzos can easily solve every problem you just described. Even if it's a hot mess? Absolutely. So if your lawn and garden are becoming a mess, come see us at Zamzos. 13 stores to serve you,
0: including Middleton on Highway 44.
4: Nobody knows.
0: Nate Shellman, live weekday afternoons, three to six on 670 KBOI.
1: All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzos Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today has been Gary Yandel of our Middleton location. It's always fun to talk with Gary because I get to learn something new. And I appreciate that, Gary. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we've certainly got a few minutes to get another call or two in. Give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. We do have Larry from Meridian on hold. Larry, how's it going? How can we help you today?
5: Hey, it's going uh, well, pretty good. Um, Guys, thanks for taking my call. Last October... I planted two autumn blaze maples out on my parking strip. Mm. They were three-inch caliper, and um, I have two of them. One of them has leaves that are browning around the outside perimeter of the leaves from the bottom of it to the top of it. The other one is perfectly green natural leaves doing fine. Any idea if that's not enough water, too much water?
1: Um, okay, I have a few things that come to mind, Gary, what do you think?
2: i'm yeah, I'm interested in see uh, what kind of watering are you doing now?
1: uh
5: it's uh It's an automatic sprinkler system. Mm.
2: okay. And how long does that sprinkler system run?
5: You know, typically fifteen to seventeen minutes I'll run it, okay and once a day. Okay. Which okay. I know you guys would like me to go to it, you know, <laughs> three times a week. I understand that, and I'm going to do
1: it. <laughs> well,
2: I'm more interested in seeing you give that tree a deep soak.
1: Yeah, that would be, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably the first place I would go, because even if you're doing that every day, got to remember 15 minutes is not a lot of water. It's not going to get very far oh. into the soil. Um uh-huh. and so you're losing a lot of it to evaporation. So and in potentially runoff. Do, Go ahead.
5: What I did do, guys, is I gave it a shot of thrive probably 30 days ago. Yeah. But that's and then then I put then I did give it a pretty good soaking at that time. But I put a concrete ring around it, and um, it just wasn't saturating down into the soil. But mm. of course since. Since then, I've used your, um, oh, gosh, your good stuff that makes the lawns really green.
1: Humor green? Humor green. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's a, okay, so that's, and that's good. I think you probably, what I've actually seen a few times happen is you get this scorch, and um, the scorch doesn't go away. Once it's scorched, it's scorched. What you're trying to do is prevent any further scorching. So getting Thrive on it Mm -hmm. is great. Getting that deep soak in there and probably doing it, you know, once a week, maybe, um, maybe once every couple of weeks. You don't have to do it too much, but you really want to deep soak it because that 15 minutes from the lawn isn't quite enough uh, for a tree. Mm-hmm. You want to get that deep soak. Do it on a regular, fairly regular basis. You know, like I said, once a week is mm-hmm. probably plenty um, for a tree okay. that's about a year old. Um, okay, But I would probably suspect the water before, especially if you're seeing nice green leaves, I would not suspect that you're dealing with an iron deficiency yet. (laughs) Uh, On a maple tree, that's something that will eventually happen more than likely. So getting that humigreen on maybe once or twice with Thrive, um, maybe even some of the magic mineral will really help stave off that potential uh, iron deficiency because that's another one that can cause leaf scorch. If you've got a severe iron deficiency, it takes nothing for those leaves to burn up real fast.
5: Oh, is there a a remedy for uh, not having enough
1: iron in the soil? Uh, Yeah, just applying uh, a little bit of sulfur. But if you're doing like the Thrive, you're doing human green in the uh, product we have called Magic Mineral, those all have a little bit of sulfur in them and uh, also have iron and magnesium and a handful of other things that will just help make sure that that tree has everything that it needs. So.
5: Okay. All right. Well, I got two out of three, right? I'll just start giving it some deep watering. Time. Yeah,
1: you're there. You're real close. So, so
2: you mentioned you've okay. got a concrete ring around these trees.
5: Yes. Is that the only that.
2: area you're uh, putting in water?
5: Mm. Uh, no, no. Actually, it's it's got grass all the way around it, and then we got rock inside the ring. and, and uh, Okay. You know, I do have, under the rock, I do have, uh, you know, I put down the fabric barrier well i was just
2: concerned that you do your deep soak out at the feeder roots of this tree and that's yeah. gonna if you take a look at your tree the first is le- reach of the limbs is the reach of your roots
1: yeah so putting yeah. that putting that hose out further out from the tree will would be a, a good uh, way to go much more benefit Yeah. oh yeah good point oh Gary. that
5: makes sense that makes sense Okay, guys, I will try all of what you just said.
1: All right, fantastic. Thanks for the call, Larry. Good luck with that. I hope it works out for you and that tree recovers and you got a nice green one. Should have some nice color this fall, too. All right, we got John. We got some time. We got plenty of time to get uh, John in. John, how's it going? How can we help you today?
5: Uh, It's going great. So a friend of mine gave me um, some splits off of his iris plants. Okay. So I'm just wondering, do I have to plant them right away? Can I store them? How do I do it? I went on YouTube and saw how to plant them, but do yeah. I have plant them right now, or would they just die if I don't?
1: Uh, I would try to get them in the ground uh, before too long. Um, do they have leaves on them? Well, the...
5: a little bit of fanning, but most of them it's that, I don't even know what you call the, that thing. Yeah,
2: just the corn. Yeah. Rhizome corn, yeah.
5: Yeah, rhizal and there's some uh, what do you call those uh, roots? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know. I, you know personally I would try to get them in the ground uh, now if you can. Um, okay. You, it's, you know the longer the the thing is the longer they're out of the ground the longer they're using what they've stored up and uh, yeah. and and they can store they have a lot of storage like that's what that roots designed for. Um, but if they take it for too long and you try to plant it in winter or, you know, in fall and it doesn't have enough time to kind of regroup a little bit and get some more storage, um, they might not make it through the winter. So I would go ahead and get it in the ground. Um, and then the biggest thing to remember with your irises, you want to make sure you dig them up every three years and replant them because they're going to grow. Uh, they grow the new roots grow underneath them. So you'll have dead roots on top. So about every three years, you want to dig it up, get rid of that old dead stuff, and replant that new corm up at the surface. Otherwise, okay, they'll, well, they'll die.
5: I I don't have a spot in my yard right now. Can I can I put them in pots to get them through the winter?
1: Uh, yeah, you could certainly get them in a pot. You might need to kind of do what they call healing them in, so that they don't. Um, the biggest problem with uh, a pot is that you get a freeze thaw, freeze thaw throughout the winter, and you want to prevent that. Multiple freezing and multiple thawing. So you just want to make sure they get frozen and stay frozen. Uh, so oh, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. But you can dur- certainly do it in a pot. You just want to kind of bury it somewhere. Once we what get to the soil,
4: uh,
1: bark works fine. Bark okay, or compost. Thank you. You got thank it. You. Thanks for the call, John. We are about out of time. Gary, thank you so much for being in here with me. Appreciate getting a chance to talk with you again. And uh, we will talk to you. Actually, I think I'm going to be off next weekend. Uh, I'm going to be on a little vacation, so we won't be live next week. But I'll talk to you all in a few weeks here in the Zanzo's Garden Show on KBY.
7: Hi, this is Jim Zamsel, and let me ask you a question. How does your lawn look? Well, if the answer is not so good, my second question is, have you applied your HumaGreen yet? Lots of people have, and as a result have a lush green lawn that uses less water that's not growing excessively. If that's what you want, stop by any Zamzos and pick up a bag or two of HumaGreen. One 50-pound bag is the equivalent of adding 2,000 pounds of compost, plus HumaGreen also adds iron and vital trace elements which are missing from our high desert soils, and rich dark humus that increases your lawn's water holding capacity, thereby saving you money. Now, you may be asking, if Zamzo's Humagreen's that great for your lawn, and you add it to your garden or use it when planting? The answer is yes. In fact, one of our managers uses it at regular rate as a top dressing when planting new lawns. The bottom line is apply some Zamzo's Humagreen now. It's guaranteed to work, or we'll give you your money back. This is Jim Zamzo, and you have my word on it. Thank you.